0: Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. We are your hosts, James and Anthony. Welcome to an episode on Scream Queens. Hello, movie friends. It's still spooky season, so we have yet another Halloween horror-themed episode for y'all. We're going to talk about... The greatest Scream Queens of all time. Yeah, Scream Queens are iconic and so important to the genre and has helped create it what the horror genre has become. And we're talking about Scream... (laughs) It's a hard thing to say, Scream Queens. Scream Queens. Scream Queens. Scream Queens queens. as in Final Girls or like not specifically like someone like Kate Beckinsale who's in a bunch of horror movies like Underworld and all that entire franchise... She's not technically a scream queen because she is, like, the action lead of those movies. She's an action heroine. Not that some of these characters aren't action heroines, but she's, you know, she's a vampire warrior versus, like, a a scream queen is someone surviving monsters that are being terrorized by them, basically, or they killer. Or, the, or kill just it. the victim of whatever's happened, a victim of the evil forces of exactly, a movie. Exactly, yeah. a.k.a. the final girl. And not all of these Scream Queens are the final girl, but it is, like, a trope that was actually invented. I want to call out, I want to shout out, the first Scream Queen I want to say is uh, Marilyn Burns, who played Sally Hardesty in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. She was the original final girl. She survives at the end of Texas Chainsaw, runs out onto the street covered in blood screaming pulls over an 18-wheeler the guy gets her in her car and drives her away to safety oh in the back of a pickup truck I mean that yeah, was, get it right yeah man. that's Too the, many tires <laughs> that's the original final girl and that kind of started this kind of archetype character for the French for the horror genre. And we've had so many great scream queens like throughout the decades. We even have like obviously Jamie Lee Curtis Sigourney Gurney Weaver, but we have some great modern ones. We have Neva Campbell from the Scream franchise, but even someone like Micah Monroe is kind of taking over as like the contemporary Scream scream queen right now. I can't say Scream Queen. It's I think it's a kind of a little tongue twister. Say Scream Queen. Scream Queen, Scream Queen. Scream Scream Queen, Scream Queen. I can't do it. Scream Queen, Scream Queen. That's tough. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> scream, scream. <laughs> scream scream. Scream <laughs> scream. Scream, <laughs> scream queen (laughs) so we compiled a huge list of the all-time great scream queens that we think you all will really enjoy yeah and i think this is a solid list there's a lot of great horror films there's a lot of films that you know define the genre of horror and these actresses were a big part of it how about we'll get into the list let's start with the heavy hitter yeah all time great, the probably number one scream queen of all time is hands down Jamie Lee Curtis from the Halloween franchise. Evil Dies Tonight! Evil, Evil dies, dies Tonight! <laughs> play, iconically playing Lori. This role propelled her to superstardom. She's re- she reprised that role, what, 76 times by now? 77. 77 times. Yeah. This but, is the last one though, Hopefully. I mean, we we'll, we'll see. Well, apparently I guess it's gonna be a reboot with like a new Jason, I mean a new Mike Myers, like and a protégé. And a new Laurie, or like a daughter. The, I think the trailer shows that there's like a protégé to Mike is Myers. Is post credit scene? <laughs> no, it's in the trailer. Yeah, really? Like a pro- he's got like a guy he trains up to be- Alright, this is what you do. This is how you stab. This is you how you stab? slow walk. You slow yeah. walk. You don't wanna run. You don't want to twist an ankle. Be, be calm. Be slow. They'll make mistakes. They'll trip. Just walk really slow. Bushes are your ally. Yes, bushes. <laughs> There's a mask. <laughs> okay. I, haven't, I haven't seen that trailer. And hey, just watch have it. fun out there, okay? <laughs> <laughs> We're here to have a good time. Don't take it too seriously. <laughs> All right, Mike Jr., have fun. <laughs> I think that's what it is. His, his <laughs> Sounds better than the last of Halloween. His studios a bit. Um, so Halloween franchise. I think she's been in like probably seven of them, or something like that. And then we have. She's also in The Fog, the Stephen King movie. I mean, Carpenter. Oh, that, yeah, that, the Carpenter made Prom Night, Mother's Boy. As well as Scream Queens, which is a TV series that's on its third season, I believe. I haven't seen Scream Queens. I have not either. But um, yeah, it's got another Scream Queen in it. Emma Roberts. A, yeah, it's yeah. got a bunch of a horror Scream Queens. And there. I think um a few others make cameos mm-hmm. if I remember correctly yeah. from what from my research. I can't name them off the top of my head, but yeah. I did do the research. But there's something about Jamie Lee Curtis Laurie, just specifically in the first Halloween. It's such a memorable memorable character. And it's one of the most iconic horror movies of all time, but to turn that into a role that everybody loves so much, and like when you think of Halloween, you think of Mike Myers, you think also equally of Laurie at the same time. It's the only horror slasher where the counterpart... Of from the first film is just as important to the franchise as the actual villain itself. What Freddie. about Sydney uh, Prescott? Although they're the, the new one, she's not in it, so I guess she's not important they anymore. Her. They don't even yeah. want to pay her. They're like, how much do you want? No, that's too much. Like, uh, the face of the franchise. Sorry. Nev Campbell is more the face... As Ghostface. Exactly. But, but Laurie, you wouldn't say, is like the face of Halloween until recently where the, she's on the posters put it too, but it's always been Mike Myers on the posters and it's always been like the Mike Myers movies. But I think recently one of the better things about the more modern films is she is just as important and integral to the plot as he is. Lori yeah. in Halloween? Yeah. Yeah, because of the connection with being siblings and yeah. everything like that. Yeah, I agree. For sure, but she she's always been integral to the plot in the yeah, first that's one. That's true. why he's yeah. coming back. Yeah. And so H2o, what are you even talking about, Anthony? Well, I mean, he was in what? Didn't they do? They did a few Halloweens. Without yeah, her. without her. Yeah. H two O was her comeback one. Yeah, that was the one the, we're, in the role. Yeah. And they, but they did a couple without her. They did a few. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not all of them were great, but we love Laurie. And Jamie Lee Curtis is an icon, she's probably the all time great scream queen. Hopefully, she kills them this time. And coincidentally, her mother is on this list as well. We'll get to her in a little bit. How about you go off with our next scream queen, Anthony? I would love to because this is probably my favorite list of movies on the on the entire list we have. Sigourney Weaver got her start obviously with Alien, but she's also got a great role in Ghostbusters. She's in The Village, which I think is a really underrated horror film from Shyamalan, and then she's also in Cabin in the Woods, where she plays the overseeing like uh, manager in charge of the entire like operation. She's like the director. Yeah, of the, the director, this situation. Yeah, and she's fantastic. <laughs> she makes Alien work. And the first one is the only one I can consider like a pure horror film. And it really is, people like to call it just a sci-fi movie, but I think it is absolutely one of the best horror films ever made. But it really does hinge on her performance, and she carries the film in a lot of ways. And she is great in Ghostbusters. I think that movie has so much charm, great horror, great visual effects. I think that people might forget about The Village and how good of a movie that is. I, I remember seeing that in theaters very clearly and loving it. And I still think it holds up pretty well to this day. The Village, incredible. And it has an incredible twist ending that we obviously will not spoil for anyone who hasn't seen The Village. Definitely recommend putting it on your watch list ASAP if you haven't checked it out. But even if you have seen it, but you haven't seen it in a while. M. Night Shyamalan it's one of our favorite movies that he's done. Incredible performances. Intriguing, kind of genius idea with a genius twist that blew my hair back. Some of my favorite twist endings of all time. I think so too, yeah. And the music by uh, James Newton Howard is sensational. Insane cast, too. You got Adrian Brody in a minor role. You get Bryce Dallas Howard with her breakout. Joaquin. Joaquin in an early role of his where he just kills it. It's a fantastic film. William Hurt is great in it. So you could argue that Sigourney probably has the best filmography of this entire. I would list. say uh, if you're talking about the quality of the films, it's without a doubt hers. Because, and also, yeah. aliens, aliens is still a very, very scary, scary movie. It's yeah. an action horror movie. Then Alien Three, Alien Cube, that's a pretty scary you're movie. You're right. The, alien I, Three has that, more horror. In that's it. a yeah. very horror esque film. It's very dark yeah. and not it, just the, the horror that she's the horror elements of the aliens, but the horror elements of being surrounded by all those guys. And the, one of the benefits to Alien Three that changed it up was that it's only one. Alien Alien this time because Cameron brought up the stakes with so many aliens which was amazing but then I think it was smart to go let's go scale it back to just one alien get back to the roots of the franchise and actually it is there is some good horror in it (laughs) but I think if you have alien and Ghostbusters on your filmography that's just amazing yeah I would say there's three masterpieces I see on this entire list for for movies just going through it real quick, yeah. and she's in one of them for sure. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Alien. I think Alien. I, th- I see Alien is a borderline masterpiece, too. I see three as well. I see three. three I see three. Board, three. You guys will find out which ones they masterpiece are. Masterpieces for sure, and Sigourney's the leader. But, I mean, Sigourney is such... A legendary actress, but being kind of the first action heroine that we'd really seen in big blockbuster films. Not that it didn't happen in smaller independent films at the time, but not like huge studio wide release, everyone in the world seeing them. Yeah, there were smaller action heroines in these small budget films, but we're talking about this is the biggest studio, biggest picture of the year. Just carrying a flamethrower and a machine gun at the end of the movie. It's pretty sick. It's amazing. It's pretty cool. I haven't seen stuff like that before. Really. I mean, Leia was kind of an action heroine at times in the Star Wars franchise, but not full on. But I mean, what Ripley did and with Sigourney and Alien just changing the entire genre of what an action star can be. And I think that maybe a lot, of, maybe some people, they think of Scream Queen, it has to be a slasher movie. Yes. But I, dis- I completely disagree, which is why we have Sigourney on this list because yeah, this... it's still, you're still the lead in the horror film. Yeah, not every the horror movie is a slasher. Yeah. That's what's great. Let's move on to our third, Scream Queen. And we're staying in the same bloodline of Jamie Lee Curtis, <laughs> we have <laughs> bloodline. Janet Lee, her mother, who is in Psycho, also in the fog, and Halloween H2O. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Myers is thirsty. Yeah, I remember when that <laughs> <laughs> H2O. <laughs> what a terrible title. I, well it was like around the millennium, right? So is that, that's that the 2000 mark? So everyone yeah. was marking like Y2K, Y2K two thousand, yeah, what's yeah. gonna happen, store we up all, on food. So and for water. those of, for the younger fans We, for some reason, the media marketed the turn of the the century of the year 2000 as like computers are going to all like explode or like either like everything there's going to be like an electric apocalypse where everything shuts down. And then some people were like, no, the computers are going to take over. But for some reason, we, we, we've we envisioned 2000 as, like, the end of society. Yeah, well, it's just the media did it because they're trying to get money. It was on every newspaper. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. It was for, like, six months yeah. in, 1999, in 1999. Everyone's like, what's going to happen when the year turns 2000? And they tied it to the Mayan calendar, the prediction of its, the apocalypse. Look, some people yeah, do, but the some media, did, but yeah. the media just loves stirring up fear, man. That's what they do. Man, that's, I, how, that's how they make the bucks, man. We I should remember- start stirring up some fear. <laughs> what's going to happen in 2023? You better You're know. Tuning, gonna die. You better keep tuning in this, this evening to our news program to find out when you're gonna die. <laughs> we know. <laughs> everyone's freaking out. And then and then the year turned and everyone's like, all right. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. <laughs> but Psycho, she Janet Lee is the original Scream Queen. And Psycho is one of the greatest horror films ever made. It's really fantastic. And we've talked, we've done an entire episode of it and how much of a shocker it was for audiences. To not just see the film that was so extreme back then, with the visuals and what what Hitchcock was showing, but also to have the lead character die within the first forty minutes—spoiler, spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> Sorry, it's okay. It's a fifty-year-old movie. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. If you were gonna watch it. You would have watched it. <laughs> and that hadn't been done before, even in a kind of, and even in the horror genre. Yeah, and it's just one of the most memorable performances and one of the most memorable deaths of all time in cinema history. Around the entire world. Everyone knows the shower scene in Psycho. It's probably the best death. And the great twist of holy crap, this is the lead actress. We're thirty-five minutes into the movie and she's dead already. Like <laughs> what is this? Yeah, movie? she was on the posters. Everyone thought she would probably make it throughout the entire film. So it was a huge shock for audiences. That's really cool that they've had uh they've been in the same movies together. And I remember last year there's like a, an event. I think for the Halloween kills. Premiere, she dressed up as her mother. Oh yeah, from, I saw and, that from Psycho. Yeah, it's very cute. Yeah, so I think that's really cool that them two just probably have an incredible relationship, and they're two of the most famous names in the horror genre. And you can you can see um, how they do have like a similar face, and you can you can see Janet Lee in Jamie Lee Curse. You know what I mean? I hope so. <laughs> she gave birth to her. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she does resemble her mother, <laughs> and it's it's really interesting that Jamie Lee Curse, her first role was in Halloween, which was a no budget movie from a nobody director and she she acted in that and her mother was in one of the most legendary movies of all time i like how she got her break just taking a chance on this movie that nobody even knew about and also the similarities of the role in yeah. a lot of ways it- being tormented by somebody with a giant knife mm-hmm. well she only has one scene where she gets killed with the knife but it's pretty interesting it is pretty interesting. they're interesting. both <laughs> get attacked with a guy with a knife <laughs> <laughs> all right let's move on to our next scream queen now we, we made the parameters of our list, actresses and scream queens who are in at least a couple movies or an entire franchise, but there are some situations where there's an actress who's a scream queen that's in such an iconic role, just one movie really that people know of or have seen that's so important to the horror genre that we had to throw it in this list. In this right here, we had to put Shelly Duvall for The Shining, she's only appeared in two horror movies: so The Shining and then The Fourth Floor. But no one's really seen The Fourth Floor. I never, How dare you? I never <laughs> even heard of it until I did all the research for this episode. But The Shining <laughs> is obviously one of the best and most loved horror films of all time. And I can't not I can't not think of the horror genre without think of shelly thinking of Shelley Duvall in The Shining. And th- she probably screams screams more than any other actor in a movie. Maybe, probably. And she, on set, she certainly did. If it's not on the finished product. Yeah, we all know how um, she was treated on set in order for uh, Kubrick to bring out that performance inside of her. And also the multiple takes of her really intense scenes. Like, she had to do that stairwell scene, I think, almost 100 times. it's really unfortunate. Um, Fortunately, things have changed on Hollywood Productions. This this kind of stuff doesn't happen anymore. But she still gave us one of the most memorable performances in the history of, of horror cinema. Yeah, she's absolutely... Top-tier Scream Queen in this movie, 100%. Top-tier. I mean, you're kind of just living vicariously and going through the story with her for more than half the film, you could say. Her and Danny. and Especially the third act. Being tormented by Jack, and she's discovering everything that Jack's done in the hotel and what's happening. So I think just how much time we spend with her Mm -hmm. and just discovering everything, and we're being psychologically tormented along with her, and she's she's so incredible in that movie. Yeah, absolutely. Next up, we have a big-time recent contemporary Scream Queen. We have Vera Farmiga, Marvel Star. Mar- Far- I'm sorry, Marvel Marvel Star Vera Farmiga. <laughs> I wrote it out on the document. I forgot to say it. That was my big joke. <laughs> that was my joke of the episode. I forgot. I missed it. Yeah, you're not. I, oh I fixed my it God, I have it written. Marvel Star. Do you Vera want? Farmiga. Do you want to do it over again? You can cut it in. No, nah, I can't lie. I don't want to lie. He can't friends, even, friends don't lie. He man. can't even do his own joke, everybody. But anyways, you you all know her from Marvel, obviously. But she she's in Hawkeye. She plays Hawkeye's mom. In the TV show. Little Hawkeye. Not main Hawkeye. (laughs) (laughs) Little Hawkeye. Hawkeye Jr. (laughs) Little Hawkeye. But Vera has become like a a big time person within the the horror genre. The Conjuring franchise is really good. And she's excellent in all of them. I think her and Patrick Wilson have so much chemistry. Such a fascinating role. And even though she is... I mean, she's being tor- like, it's not like Slasher, obviously, but she is being tormented by these demonic things in, in in the movies, and I think the first one is really terrific and capped off the franchise, and you can see why fans love it so much. Also, she plays the adopting mother in Orphan, which is a terrific horror film. They just got a sequel this this year, but the original is really good. Amazing twist, and she's fantastic in it. And then she's also, she plays Norman Bates' mother in Bates' motel TV series, which I haven't seen, but I've heard really good things about that. And she's supposedly amazing. I believe she won an Emmy in the first season for it. Isn't the Orphan sequel a prequel, and it's Orphan Origins? I... Maybe isn't it Maybe. like it's her first kill, right? Orphan first kill. Yes, first kill. Yes. So it's orphan origin. Orphan. <laughs> yeah, we, we made a whole we made fun of it for like two minutes straight in an episode. It, completely, is, a, it is an origin. Completely forgot that. Yeah, it's interesting because she's in, she's in a lot of great movies. She's in Source Code. She's in The Departed, and so oh, I yeah. used to always whenever I saw Vera Farmiga, I would think of The Departed, Departed or like other movies like that she's been in. But now whenever I see her, I think of horror films and I think of The Conjuring, which is it's really cool because like you said, she is like probably. The, the number one contemporary Scream scream Queen right now. And if you're going to choose a Scream King, Patrick Wilson is number one. Because he has Conjuring and the Insidious franchise. That's true. That guy is all over the horror genre. Maybe we should do Scream Kings next time. Yeah, let's let's get it. Let's get it going. Although, I, yeah, I think that would be a fun episode. There aren't many guys that survive horror movies. That's the thing. I don't, they don't have to survive to be a, a queen. I don't think. There's a couple. There's to be several, a king? But to even to be a Scream Queen, there's plenty in this fr- in this list that die. Yeah, there are a few. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I agree with that. You don't have... To, the final girl, you have to survive, but you don't have to be a screen queen to be a final... You don't have to be a final girl to be a But what a I'm queen. saying is there aren't many like male characters in horror franchises that make it through all of them, or that make it past one movie. You know what I mean? Oh, I know what you mean, yeah. but a lot of these are just one movies, too. The, 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 uh, yeah, there's a few. Scrolling yeah. down the list is way more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We anyway. Just, we just started with franchises. It's true. And that was, uh, the last one was Marvel Star Bear from Ego. <laughs> <laughs> I love this joke. Next up, this is crazy that we have her fifth, sixth on this list. Nev Campbell from the Scream franchise, obviously most well-known as playing Sidney Prescott, who's Sydney. constantly tormented by Ghostface in f- four movies in the fifth one, kind of, a little bit. Yeah, yeah it's, it's more like the the younger generation's being tormented. Um, And so she's also in The Craft, but Sidney Prescott might be it's like top tier for me like this list we were very uh, like objective about it but i think for me sydney might be my favorite scream queen of all i think she's my one of my favorite characters of all time in the horror genre and i think the first scream movie top 5 for me all time horror movies for for my favorite list and i think it's just such a special movie and I love Sydney so much and, and Nev brings so much to that role. She get, she's the best performer in every single one of the movies she's in for the Scream franchise. And she's the best actor by far. She's tremendous. Yeah. It's so unfortunate that they couldn't just pay her money. She is she's Sydney Prescott. I can't believe that. They didn't want to pay her. The movies are still they make a lot of money. Like you can't afford the star. It's like, pretty wild. Are you kidding me? I'm sure. I'm sure she asked for a, a sizable chunk of money, but she's earned it. I hope that everyone, when I mean, when that movie starts to come out, you remember how the studios treated the main character of the franchise. And, it, and it I found her. Yeah, I found it. I mean, the Courtney Cox, David Arquette are are in it. I found that Don't, David Arquette's in it. Yeah. Well oh, oh. no, no spoilers. Actually, he got no. He survived. huh No. <laughs> Wait, didn't? <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I don't want to spoil anything. I'll tell you. I'll tell you later. Oh, well, you could just say a spoiler, then they could fast forward. All right, there's a spoiler warning right now for the new Street screen movie. Five. So I'll give you all a second to fast forward about 15, 30 seconds. Oh, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets he, he gets, gets butchered, he died, dude. Yeah, he dies. Yeah, he gets he gets imbo- disemboweled. Do, do you think that's this kind of like a betrayal of Courtney Cox to Nev Campbell to keep starring in the movie? So if she's without, without her. her? Courtney's I, in the new one. I think Courtney probably didn't know. I think she signed on and made a contract with them and didn't know that Nev wasn't going to be in it. That's my assumption. Yeah, maybe she maybe she negotiated her contract first and then Nev. Yeah, it never seems got like hers. Nev was still waiting yeah. to get like the paycheck that she knows that she deserves sense. because yeah. she is Sydney Prescott. It's, wild, it's it's like not having Mike Myers in a Halloween movie. Yeah, it's it's odd. It's pretty it's so, weird. I, I don't. I have no interest in seeing it without her. Honestly. I don't think I do either. You no. Know, I know they're they're like whatever. We can just do this with the younger stars and younger cast. It's. I mean. Sure, you might get a box office. Jenna, or- Jenna Ortega is the only big name from the young cast now. Yeah, pretty much. But, I mean, I'm pretty disappointed. I think it's the wrong move. God forbid you give her a couple extra million dollars, which she deserves and <laughs> should have. She should be the highest paid person on that movie. Yeah. Hands down. Oh, absolutely. Even if she's not even in the full thing. Like, this- she probably still was, but she, I'm, she deserves to get paid what she wants because she's like... It is... Nev, Nev Campbell is the scream for it's like a, a sports team. She's the most yeah. valuable star on yeah. the team. She's the most valuable star to the cast, especially for the people who grew up watching the movies like, for like us. Like I don't want to watch it without her in it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have seen the last one if she wasn't in it. Yeah, me either. Because I didn't see. I mean, yeah, I did see Scream Four, but I I was kind of against the new cast in Scream Four, and I was actually late to watching it on streaming. Anyways, Nev, you deserve all the money you want. Yeah, Nev, we're sorry about that. Let's move on to our next Scream Queen. Next up, we got Dee Wallace, who you might not recognize the name, but you definitely recognize the actress. Her most famous role is the mother in E.T., but she actually has a really impressive list of horror films. She's in The Stepford Wives, The Hills Have Eyes, which is a really messed up movie. The original The original one. one's way better than the, the new one. the 70s. The Howling, Cujo, which we've mentioned a bunch on this show, Critters... And the Frighteners, and she's an excellent performer. I mean, these are this is a really solid list of a bunch of great horror movies from the 70s and 80s, and she definitely was a major part of really kickstarting this version of the genre, this subgenre of slasher, of super scary, like disturbing kinds of horror movies, but also hitting all kinds of different genres. I mean, The Stepford Wives is a psychological horror movie as much as anything else, plus, like, like, like Get Out or something like that. And then The Hills Have Eyes is just. Weird graphic, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre type of horror. Cujo, monster animal horror. That's a completely different genre of its own. Critters is just like fantasy horror. So she's all over the place when it comes to genres and being able to pull it all off. But she was a big horror name back in the 70s and 80s. And also, I think she's the only one on this list with such a prolific filmography in horror without being in any sequels. That's a good point. So it's very prolific, but they're all their own different universes. She's one and done. Yeah. See you later. But Dee Wallace Excellent. definitely deserves to be on this list for a, sure. She, I think she's really amazing in E.T. Oh, yeah. She's great. She's amazing. Got a crush on her. Yeah, I always got a crush on her. I watched. Yeah, we watched it like a few months ago. I was like, E.T.'s, I mean, Elliot's mom. Dee Wallace. Elliot's mom. Hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. The, the, the dad's messing up down. Where is he? In like in Florida, Mexico. Mexico. He hates Mexico. <laughs> what are you doing, bro? <laughs> Next up. I, ha- I had to put Anna Faris on this list because scary movie. Obviously, they're more comedy than anything, and they aren't scary. But she does so much screaming, and she carries the movies. She really does, and she's fantastic. I think she's so funny, and the spoof of the Scream Queen is just on point. She's really excellent in all of the movies. And, I mean, the amount of screams she does is really – got to throw her on the list. But I think Anna Faris is an amazing comedic actor – and she really pulls out the movies really well. I mean, if we're going to go with, like, actresses who have screamed a lot on camera, <laughs> um, I think Kate Capshaw from Temple of Doom. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. <laughs> her character was literally just pigeonholed into just screaming the entire film. Yeah. It's nothing against her. It's just the way they wrote her, which is a bit unfortunate. You would have wished she had a little more, you know things to do besides scream for her life but she spends that entire movie she screaming does, for yeah. her life and getting carried around it. <laughs> <laughs> Temple of doom's iconic though yeah. that, that movie's great it's insane but anna faris is so funny i, lo- I, love, I her. love her i love the scary movies we should do an episode on them we should yeah, yeah. I've, we gotta do that soon well we still october maybe, maybe we can bang it up for October's first yeah. season because they are so hilarious and i think that when i wish they were still making them i think the last one was like the fourth or fifth one yeah, I think I scary think she, movie. 4. I don't, I don't think, think she, was she was in in that cuz she's like the lead and she's the she's the Sydney Prescott of yeah. these movies. And uh what they did so so brilliant was just taking the biggest horror movies of, like, every few years and just making an entire spoof out of just one main one. It was, like, Scream one year and then The Ring for another yeah, year. Yeah, like, one more one movie will, like, basically be the the entire plot, and then they'll throw in bits about other movies in it. It's, it's, it's great. They're classic, man. They're so silly and dumb and funny. I think what the Waynes, brother did, what Waynes brothers did with them was really incredible. And, you know, I think they're they're so culturally relevant at the times and still are a little bit. They're kind of like little... Time machines of pop culture for those specific yeah. years of time. They're all just like people like, there's references. the Michael Jackson stuff in the third one. Yes. With the signs, yeah. the, one of them was the sign storyline. I'm to, Char- I'll need to right home later. <laughs> That's, I, Scary Movie 3 is my favorite. It's great. I love Charlie it. Charlie Sheen and then <laughs> the guy who's also B Rabbit from 8 Mile. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the kid keeps getting hit by cars the signs one is great because there was signs in the ring yeah because horror movies are always so so culturally relevant in the zeitgeist but i feel like they aren't as much as they used to be Mm -hmm. like every year or so when a horror movie came out there was one that like everyone was talking about was all over tv it was on snl people were doing bits about it everywhere it's still kind of like that but because there's so much social media and so many horror movies that come out every year there's a lot yeah it's not as much as it used to be like when signs came out like everyone was talking about signs you when know? ring when the ring came out it was a pop culture phenomenon Versus everyone like, was watching yeah get out was a pop culture phenomenon but there are still other five great horror movies that people were talking about that year so it's it's there's less press for specific single movies there's also a lot of horror that comes out on streaming only Sure, a ton of horror movies come out every year. It's a crazy amount of movies that come out every year now. Yeah. Because of streaming. But Anna Faris and the scary movie franchise. She's excellent. Moving on to Toni Collette. One of our favorites. Who got her start in horror with The Sixth Sense. And after she did this movie, she said she never wanted to do horror again. But... In the last 10 years she's done quite a bit she did hereditary which i think is going to eventually go down as like one of the greatest horror movies of all time in a couple decades i'll probably be top 25 on most people's list that's one of my favorite horror movies this century absolutely incredible film and she is the reason why it's so good and then krampus is a great christmas horror movie that we talked about in an underrated horror movie episode and then velvet Budsaw is another great horror movie that she's in but tony collette might have the best on screen screaming performances I've ever seen in acting, because um, she has so much to do in both Hereditary and The Sixth Sense. It was, and I thought it was so great for her to take a chance on uh, unknown director with Ari Aster and be in Hereditary because she she didn't have to be in a movie, and I think it's great when. Big actors take chances on newcomers, like Ethan Hawke with uh, Scott Derrickson. Yeah, and exactly, and because they add a lot of weight to the project. And <clears throat> when Tony Collette's in it, you're like, "Oh, okay, this movie is legit." Because she's even though she wasn't doing that many movies back then, she was doing United States of was taking up a lot of her time, which she's fantastic in around that time. And then she started Hereditary. I think once it was done filming the TV show. Yeah, and the rest of the cast in Hereditary was unknown Gabriel at the Gabriel Burns in it, yeah. Alex Wolff. No, no one knew who he was yet. Yeah, so I thought it was great for her to be like, let me get back to my roots. You know, Sixth Sense catapulted my career, and I think she respected the genre enough to be like, I'm going to do this and, and work with this first-time director. Yeah, and Hereditary's incredible, but in terms of just bringing dread to an audience, I think she might be the best at it. I think she might be the best shower of fear and terror on this entire list. And she sh- she's great in the sixth sense. She was Oscar nominated for best supporting actress that year. Uh, much deserved. I think she probably could have won and would have been great because she just kills her scenes like when when she walks into the kitchen and all the doors are open and, and the, the shelves long take. Yeah. yeah, and she she sells that scene so well in and, and the final scene in the car. Like she gets me crying every time I watch that movie. She might be the best actress on this list. Yeah, she's she, up there. She, I would say she is the best actress on this list. She's really an amazing actor. And the monologue in *Hereditary* at the dinner table—it's unbelievable. Yeah, *Hereditary*—it right. like would not, it would still work, but like it would not be as memorable at, or as good without T- Tony Collette. Yeah, it. I think so too. She's so good. Next up, we have an iconic scream queen, Sissy Spacek. She's been involved, she was involved in one of the greatest horror films of all time, Carrie, Brian De Palma's film, an adaptation of Stephen King novel, his first novel that was published. Carrie is, I think, one of the most underrated horror movies of all time. And even though she is Carrie, she's a title character and she's the cause of the mayhem. It actually is a very scary movie also for her. She's with her tormenting of her mother and also just the horror of the character, the mystery and, and unease about what's going on with her so I think it's okay to put her on this list. She's also in The Ring 2 and in American Haunting. Obviously, The Ring 2 is not the same movie as The Ring, but still pretty good, and she did a great job. But I think if you're just starring as Carrie in that movie, which is so incredible, she has to be on this list. And she's, I think, maybe, is she the only Oscar winner on she's this list? On this list, Tony, Cl- Tony clutch won, right? No, she has she's hasn't been nominated. Uh I-, I haven't gone through the entire list, but I think she's, she's the only the- winner. The only winner is yeah. she won for a coal mine. No, Anna Paquin. Oh, yeah, you're and right. back Paquin we went for The Piano. For the Piano. Um, so one of the few Oscar-winning actresses on this list. She won in 1981 for Coal Miner's Daughter. She's been nominated a bunch of times. She's extremely talented. So critically acclaimed actress. But Carrie is, I, I think you're right, Brian Palma made that movie. One of the most underrated horror movies. It's not really talked about as much anymore, even though there is a remake done with it starring Chloe Grace Moretz, which I've seen. It's fine. It's, for a reboot, it's fine. But, I mean, nothing can capture what he did with the original film. And just the third act of Carrie and the ending of Carrie. Some of my favorite moments in horror history are that mo- are in that movie. I mean, the, the prom scene with Carrie is so important to the, the horror genre as well as what happens at the end of the in film. The if you haven't shot, seen that movie, oh I don't God. know what you've been doing. Oh get on God. Carrie. I believe it's streaming maybe on HBO Max or something like that. Somewhere, yeah. It's somewhere. Somewhere. But I, I love that. And Sissy Space... space sp- <laughs> Let's do one more, and then we'll head to our intermission. How's that sound? Sounds wonderful. Let's do another contemporary modern-day Scream Queen, Abigail Breslin, who you all know probably from Zombieland, as well as Zombieland Double Tap. She's also the young daughter in Signs. She's in— Both. F- Bo. She's in Final Girl, which is a horror movie. She's in Slayers, Fear, Maggie, and Haunter. So she's got— eight horror movie credits to her name might have the most on this entire list is maggie the schwarzenegger one yeah okay so that's a like a home zombie invasion, home zombie home invasion gotcha. movie. i haven't seen that one um but abigail breslin i i totally forgot about her when i was making this list i'm like she's been in so many horror movies it blew my mind yeah and she's really she's really great i watched this movie with her matt damon that came out last year um what's it called matt Damon. <laughs> matt damon she's great in it uh, but she's a very talented actor, and she obviously got her start with a Little Miss Sunshine, which she just electrifies the screen in that movie. But uh, these are this is an impressive list. I always make fun of you for being like Bo from Signs. You're better now, but you <laughs> you all you used to leave glasses and mugs everywhere, everywhere, especially in your room on your dresser. There would be like six mugs and glasses, like just sitting there. I was just waiting, man. I would be like, I would need a mug, and I'd be like, where are all the goddamn coffee mugs? Listen, Anthony, Anthony, listen. Swing away. <laughs> Swing away. <laughs> oh, my God. i was just so being funny. prepared. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Oh, yeah, yeah. In case an alien race came to Earth and you're didn't gonna, realize you're that You're going to they... hit hit a mug with, like, a, an ounce of coffee in it at them? Yeah. I mean, it would take them out. <laughs> <laughs> would it not, would not work? It would, like, sting his eye a little bit. Uh, it would sting. It'd weaken them. Yeah. And I'd get in there with the bat, you know? <laughs> get in there, dog. <laughs> that, that was the whole reason why I did it. Yeah, but I love Zombieland. I think it's a great zombie movie, and I, I really love Science, too. She's great. She's great with yeah. comedy, too. Mm-hmm. I, I like the scenes she has like Bill Murray and everything like that. Uh, she she does it all. She's incredible. 100%. Let's move into our intermission now, everybody. Before we continue, the best way to support Raiders of the Lost Podcast is to use our coupon code. Share us with your movie family members and friends, and go to patreon.com slash Raiders of the Lost podcast and become a patron for as little as $2 a month that's it. Every patron has access to a weekly bonus episode. $10, $25 and $100 tier patrons get access to our Discord where we interact with you every day, do watch parties, we've built an incredible film community on there. It's so much fun talking to everybody on there every day. $25 and $100 tier patrons get their own custom episode, you pick the topic and we cover it for you. And $100 to your patrons, are executive producers on the show. You hear your name at the end of every main episode. You get a personal watch party. And after three months, you get to come on the show for a fun guest segment. Patreon allows us to do the show full time. So thank you so much for the support. This episode is also sponsored once again by Zavi, the home for popular culture. Zavi is the number one destination for horror fans with everything from clothing inspired by your favorite franchises to some of the scariest movies ever made available to buy right in time for halloween movie night there's plenty of horror in the new edition of their magazine the lowdown which is free and online on their website zavi went behind the scenes of the latest horror movies including interviews with smile pray for the devil and paid tribute to classics of the genre ranging from nightmare on elm street to cronenberg's videodrome use our coupon code Raiders, at checkout from Zavi.com, that's Z-A-V-V-I.com, you'll get up to 30% off your entire order today. For all you fans of the horror genre, Zavi has all sorts of collectibles, posters, pops, movies, Blu-rays, steelbooks, everything a movie fan of horror could desire, Zavi.com has it raiders of the lost podcast is brought to you by our spooky friends at manscaped.com use our coupon code raiders of the lost that's one word at checkout to get up to 20 percent off and free shipping worldwide i recommend getting their lawnmower 4.0 groomer it is the ultimate accessory to your grooming needs has a 7000 rpm motor it's skin safe Waterproof, has a built-in light, wireless charger. You can use this thing in the shower in the dark and even use it as a flashlight if someone's breaking into the house to murder you with a knife. Manscaped's Boxer Briefs 2.0 also got sent to us a few months ago. We got a few pairs each. They are crazy comfortable. So many cool designs and colors as well as they got some extra space for your junk down there so you'll be incredibly comfortable. Use our coupon code Raiders of the Lost. At checkout to get 20% off and free shipping worldwide from manscaped.com. If you want to get yourself some horror movie posters, the best place to do that is, of course, at movieposters.com. Use our special promo code RAIDERS10 to get 10% off your order today. They have a huge selection from their library of pretty much every movie and TV show imaginable. They also have all sorts of sizes, framing, and even backlighting for your poster needs. So whatever you need movieposters.com has you covered we have a bunch of these posters on our set as well as decorating our house we love them they're super affordable and very high quality now go to movieposters.com and use our promo code raiders10 to get 10 percent off your order today let's go into our intermission everybody ready I'm super ready. Let's are start. You, are the... you? I'm. I'm ready. I'm beyond ready. I have two backup quotes too. Whoa! You came. From... You did your research. All man. right. Ready. <laughs> I'm gonna try to do an impression of the character too. Okay. He cho- He chose you out of all the world. Out of all the women in the world, he chose you. He arranged things because he wanted you to be the mother of his only living son. <laughs> Rosemary's baby. <laughs> That's mini. That's good. It shows you out of the whole, out of the world. <laughs> That's funny. That's a good one. You want to do the other ones? Well, a, I just had a backup in case do you it. didn't get that. Why you have it? Let's <laughs> do well, it. It's the same movie. Oh. It was, let's hear it. Satan is his father, not Guy. He came up from hell and begot a son of mortal woman. Satan is his father, and his name is Adrian. He shall overthrow the mighty and lay waste their temples. He shall redeem the despised and wreak vengeance in the name of the burned and the tortured. Hail, Adrian. Hail, Satan. Hail, Satan. That's great. In case you didn't get the first one. What a scary movie. (laughs) That movie terrifies me. One of my favorites, dude. Okay, here's my quote. I'll do. I'll do an impression too. I wonder if we get taken down for saying "Hail Satan" on the show. <laughs> nah, it's religious freedom, bro. Whatever. Yeah, you, you could. Yeah, I mean, we all know you you practice that. <laughs> and he's like, "I'll believe whatever I want. <laughs> it's a <miracle! laughs> I was bred to be a warrior. Trained my entire life to master my senses. Where did you train? On, On a, a farm. farm! <laughs> 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 On a farm. On a farm. Oh man, that's General Zod and Man of Steel. moon. <laughs> I love that <laughs> you, line. You got into that. <laughs> so good. <laughs> On a farm.
1: <laughs> I think you like popped
0: a vein. <laughs> I know, almost. He'd almost, but you definitely pops a vein in that oh, yeah. in that dialogue. All right, guess this movie release year. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. The original. 1978. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Guess this movie release here. Contagion. 2008. 11. 11. Got me. Nice try. Movie pop quiz time. What horror movie was originally titled... The Babysitter Murders. (laughs) Babysitter Murders. Um, Who's babysitting in a horror movie? It's pretty common. Yeah, that's actually true. The Babysitter Murders. Um, (coughs) Let me look through our our list. (laughs) You can't look at anything. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually kind of obvious when you think about it. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street? No, there's no babysitters in that <laughs> Halloween. Oh yeah, the babysitter man. Oh yeah, with the kids. Yeah, man. I thought you'd get that. Thought wrong, man. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I thought too much of you. <laughs> okay. What <clears throat> Lawrence Fishburne played a Boston cop in what movie? Lawrence Fishburne, Boston cop. Yo, let's go to that Duncan D's kid. <laughs> Got back at Parliament's guy. What? What? Huh? Is that my daughter? Is that my Short? daughter? Is that Short? my <laughs> it's Definitely not, Mystic River. <laughs> it is. Mis- it is Mister River. Is it? Oh, yeah. it is Mister. He's Griver. Kevin Bacon's partner. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you referenced that to think it wasn't that. No, I knew it was that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. <laughs> It's definitely not Mystic River. (laughs) I meant to say it definitely is Mystic River. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We got some unsubscribes today who we got. JJ Jennings wrote, Well, technically Aquaman is DC's version of Namor because Namor debuted three years earlier. Unsubscribed. Oh, thanks for the info. You all are amazing. Keep up the great work, guys. I know that. Thanks, pal. And then I, Alexander Rodriguez, Patrick Dempsey was never an F1. He's in the Le Mans series and owns a racing team. How dare you not know anything about racing in a movie-related podcast? Unsubscribe. Anthony on that one. Anthony dropped the ball big time. He also says Porsche. Porsche. And then Matt Lannon, Devil in the White City takes place in Chicago, oh. not New Orleans. Unsubscribe. Yeah, Anthony's just like so I, many I, wrong I, information, yeah. misinformation podcast. That's what we should call it when you speak. Well, you said the Aquaman one. Well, I say just the counterpart. Oh, no, you said he was the version. Yeah, kind of. So, yeah, b- but I didn't say Aquaman came first. Well, no, the way you worded it was that, like, Namor was like, oh, our version of Aquaman. True, like, true, you true, inspired you're right, by you're right. Yeah, you know what, you're right. So, yeah, you're Mr. Misinformation, too. No, well, Don't this, act like Mr. Mr. 2 This whole, this whole podcast is going to get flagged by Snopes. Snopes? <laughs> <It's laughs> mostly true, mostly false wait what is snopes again I've, I've explained snopes to you like 17 <laughs> times it again no it's you just, you always say i'll explain it to you later you don't understand i tell you it's a fact checking organization oh okay gotcha but no one fact checks the fact checkers <laughs> which is pretty funny <laughs> oh so silly snopes knows exactly um uh, is that it that's all let's move on to on this day in film history today well, what is- about do we have a review no new ones. Oh, also, okay. no new, no new reviews. Well, I have a supporter of the week to shout out. Who is it? Kevin, our great fan, kept to the B, kept to the B. He made us this great fan art, and you've probably seen it on our social media uh, a week back. But he made, he designed Funko pops of us uh, digitally with his, uh, with some, with some program. But they look amazing. He, he made like perfect looking Funkos of us with our outfits, our hair, the set. Juno, there's a Funko of Juno. <laughs> so kevin thanks so much for that it was an amazing fan so art many gift. great inside jokes yeah. too with yeah. uh lines from the show that yeah. we say all the time as it's, well as the references of like cavill timothy Chalamet. yeah it was Gun. Terrific. yeah it was, i loved it it's really really special thanks so much kev that was awesome on this day in film history today's october 20th in 1956 Giant premiered in new york city in 1963 from russia with love the second james bond film based on the novel by ian fleming starring sean carnery premieres in london In 1989, Drugstore Cowboy is released. In 1995, Get Shorty and Mallrats are released. In 2000, Bedazzled is released. In 2004, Ouija is released. In 2006, big year, listen to this. Big day, I mean. Pan's Labyrinth, The Prestige, and Marie Antoinette are released. In 2017, A Silent Voice, Only the Brave, The Killing of a Sacred Deer are released. And Thor Ragnarok premieres in Los Angeles. In 2019, Watchmen, the TV show, show premiered. And happy birthday to the late Chris Penn, and then Vigo Mortensen, Snoop Dogg, and John Krasinski. Great birthdays. Yeah. Some big heavy hitters right there. Yeah, 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 big time. My streaming recommendation is going to be I Saw the Devil. We talked about it in our underrated horror movie episode last week. If you haven't seen it yet, I, I'm just putting it on this list right now. Go check it out ASAP. It's about a serial killer who gets tracked down by uh, the wife, of, I mean the husband of one of his victims. It's incredible. It's a South Korean film. Very disturbing but very good. And it was on, where did I watch it on? Was it HBO, HBO Max? No, Hulu. Hulu. Hulu, I believe. Hulu snagged it. My recommendation for today is Source Code, Duncan Jones' second film with Jake Hall and Michelle Monaghan. I love it. It's one of my favorite sci-fi movies of the century. If you haven't seen it, Highly recommend you check it out. Let's get back into our Scream Queens ah! episode. We still got quite a few left. Uh, last one we did was Abigail Breslin. Let's move on to Sarah Michelle Gellar, who we all know from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Scream 2, I Know What You Did Last Summer, Scooby-Doo, and The Grudge. Very impressive list. Really, TV and film for yeah. sure. I Know What You Did Last Summer was huge. That was such a pop culture phenomenon, and they even she starred in the sequel as well. It's just like it was like a kind of like a scream-esque movie but instead of a ghost face it's like a fisherman with a hook <laughs> 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 in like his fisherman raincoat. It's actually a really fun movie. It was spoofed really well in Scary Movie the 1st one. But it was like a huge movie. It's, I think it was one of the, it's still considered one of the most successful horror movies of all time. The really? first one, it was a massive success. Let me see what the box office was for that. Um, but also Buffy the Vampire Slayer and The Grudge is actually a really good, really good uh, American adaptation. Obviously, the Japanese one is way better, but still, for an American version of a Japanese horror film, they did a pretty good job. Wow, 126 million dollars. Very successful. That's crazy. Yeah, very successful. Holy That's crap. why they made so many. They yeah. they just made a TV show. Remember. Yeah. Last year, but I think they canceled it after one season. And I mean, Scream, the first one, made $173 million, but it's it's pretty rare for horror movies to make that much money. Yeah. And Fear yeah. made $182 million. Whoa. Whoa. I didn't know that. That's one of his most successful movies then. Maddie's, yeah. By far. But um, Scooby-Doo is great too. This is a good kid's horror movie. Oh, yeah. There's some spooky you stuff. You see the remaking it? We're rebooting it into an animated series, but there's no Scooby. There's no Scooby at there's all? There's no Scooby at all. Does it have the, all the other characters? It's got all four characters, but there's no Scooby. Wait, they, they're making a Scooby-Doo series without Scooby-Doo? Well, it's, now it's called, it's a Velma series, so Velma is the lead, uh-huh. but Scooby's just not in it at all. But they have everyone else. Everyone else, what? The four leads. Shaggy in it? Shaggy, well, yeah, his name's uh, Norville now. N- what? Norville. <laughs> 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 so it's not Shaggy anymore, but Scooby's not even in the show. Maybe they couldn't get the rights to Scooby? They have the rights to every- it's- th- that- they have the rights Why they, wouldn't Scooby be in it? They said that- they thought- their creators said that that's what made it a kid's show. That's what made it a show? It's Scooby-Doo, like- so, I mean- I mean, in the Mystery Machine, I'm- I'm pretty shocked that they didn't have- Sco- they don't have Scooby in it. I honestly have no interest in watching that if Scooby's not in it. <laughs> He's the best part of the show! <laughs> it's called Scooby-Doo! I'm not there to hate- like, yeah, sure, solve crimes, but Scooby's the best part. It's a- it's a Wait, it's animated? Yeah, it's animated. So they're making it like, a mature, animated. It's, yeah, that's what made Oops. it for kids. Meanwhile, oh, it's yeah. animated. <laughs> like, are you kidding me, guys? Not that animated shows are for kids. Yeah, just automatically. Of adult ones. But... but still, like, I mean. Yeah, God, no, interest no in Scooby? That. Come on. I thought, it, I thought it was just Velma by herself. You know what? They probably, they didn't want to pay Scooby. <laughs> just like, Scream doesn't want <laughs> they to they pay Neb Campbell. Campbell. Okay. I, so I thought it was just a Velma alone series, but having the rest. No, of, all four of them in it. That's so lame. Yeah. Kind of a disappointment. Hello, Scooby. Anyways, moving on to our next Scream Queen. We have Vanetta McGee, who was really just in one really well-known horror movie. She was in Blackula, and this was an iconic black horror movie when it came out. And she was a huge star. Next up, we have a really big contemporary actress, Anya Taylor-Joy. Still early in her career, but still has so many really good horror films under her belt. She obviously got her start in Robert Eggers' The Witch. She also has excellent roles in Split, <laughs> Split, <laughs> Split. Last Night in Soho, and in the upcoming Nosferatu uh, adaptation. Plus the menu that came out this oh, year. Oh, yeah, the menu. I movie. haven't seen that. I want to see that. Uh, but horror is absolutely a major part of her career, and I'm sure that she's going to keep starring in horror films going forward, but these are... Really good horror movies of the last 10 years. And she's in a lot of very artistic films as well. I mean, just being Eggers films in general is with The Witch. And I can't wait to see what Nosferatu is going to look like. I'm so glad that they're giving him a budget to make a movie after The Northman eventually made his money back, fortunately, uh, thanks to SVOD. He's just not a big budget filmmaker. It seems like yeah. it, but I can't wait to check it out. Nosferatu is going to be incredible. Next up, we have... Micah Monroe, who is another contemporary scream queen. She was in It Follows. That movie propelled her to fame. It's one of my favorite horror movies the last 10 years, for sure. I love it so much. The Guest, which, if you haven't seen The Guest, watch list this ASAP. It is so fun, campy, and just a really good time. Great horror film. Um, and then The Watcher, which came out this year. I haven't had a chance to see it uh it's been recommended to us by a lot of people but critically it's done very well so far yeah i've heard great things about it i believe it's just called watcher i'm sorry i, watcher, think, I, yeah. I think i wrote it incorrectly yeah the watcher is a horror movie from like the 80s and the watchers is a, a tv series right now that's running mm-hmm. with um with naomi watts mm-hmm. currently airing by ryan murphy but i actually like the guest better than it follows i really love the guest they're both it's really fantastic good. yeah and it follows it's very good too it's it, excellent yeah, it follows is really similar to smile if you've seen both of those you know what i mean okay I still haven't seen Smile. I'm going to see it. Soon. Dude, see it. It's awesome. It might be my favorite horror movie of the year. Really? Really. I mean, I th- I love X. I think X was X is my favorite. I loved it, too. But, man, Smile was, Smile was where it's at. It's where it's at. Recommend it. I'm going to do a mini-review soon. Moving on to another contemporary actress, Jane Levi. Or Jane Levy, I'm sorry. Jane Levy, who has starred in the excellent remake of Evil Dead, which I think they did a fantastic job with. And also... Uh, another great horror movie, Don't Breathe. Two excellent performances. Uh, she really carried Evil Dead as an actor, She in, along with the prosthetics. And they really knocked that one out of the park. And Don't Breathe was really cool, really refreshing. I didn't see the second one, but I l- really liked the first one. I think Don't Breathe is just an incredible horror film. I'm, I haven't seen the second one because they turned him into like the a hero. hero protagonist, the the blind man. Yeah. So I'm pretty disappointed. I thought they, that he could be a great new horror icon. But I think they just made... I think they took the wrong step and the, oh they went in the wrong direction with that when I watched, I was When I watched that trailer for the first time, I was shocked. I, I was, was like, like I was really? Like, what? I was so excited to see the trailer because we loved it the It worked because he was a great movie-like monster. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? He's a new uh, horror icon. He could have been. Could have. Blind man could have been there. Just like... um, What's his name? From Sinister could have been... Bagul. Uh, Bagul. Man, they took a wrong step with that guy too. Mm-mm. Moving on to... Emma Roberts, who is in the TV series American Horror Story. Or was. I don't think she's in anymore. She's in all the seasons. Is she in all seasons? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Scream 4, and then Scream Queens. And American Horror Story has been like a synonymous thing in the horror genre like the last eight years. I've heard the first season's incredible. I keep, being, I haven't seen I keep any of them. to check it out. I haven't seen any of them. But they look cool, and I like how Ryan Murphy changes up the genre every year because it's an anthology season and how the same cast returns. Because uh, Evan Peters is in, is in them, and also Sarah Paulson's in all, in all of them. Um, and But it looks really cool, but I think you have to put Emma Roberts on this list because of that. And also, she's great in Screen 4. Next up on the list, we have Kiki Palmer, who absolutely stole every scene she was involved in in Nope this year. She also starred in Animal... And in Scream Queens, she's an excellent actor. I'm glad that she was able to star in Nope, and hopefully her, her star status explodes this year. Yeah, another kind of contemporary Scream Queens career being built this ca- past few years. I love Nope so much. I haven't seen Animal yet, and again, we haven't seen Scream Queens, but I think that she's definitely got a knack for the horror genre for sure. She's so good in Nope. Yeah, she's excellent. Next, we have Chloe Grace Moretz, who was in the Carrie Reboots remake. The Amityville Horror remake, Let Me In the remake, <laughs> Suspiria the, <laughs> the remake, and The Adams Family remake. She's been in five horror movie remakes. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, she yeah, but she's the little daughter in Amityville Horror. Yeah, yeah, the one who she walks on top of the roof when remember. Ryan's just Ryan R- Reynolds is just unnecessarily jacked, <laughs> shirtless in the entire movie. I want, dude. Like, I, I get it. Like, you're you're gonna be naked, on, shirtless on camera. You want to look as as like hot as possible. But, like, for the character, like, he his workout routine's got to be three hours a day, and he's just chopping wood. <laughs> Goddamn, he looks good, chopping that wood. <laughs> Man, that beard, too. <laughs> but Chloe Grace Moretz is such a talented actress, and, you know, we've been following her career for so long. She's hit girl. She's one of our favorite superheroes in that. And she's worked with Scorsese. She's worked with so many great, prolific directors and filmmakers. And she's just such an incredible actor. Yeah, and I, I put her pretty low on this list because in Amityville, she's, she's a kid, and she's little in it. And Carrie, I didn't like the reboot. I actually despised it. (laughs) I thought it was really, it was just like so redundant, basically like a scene for scene, brought nothing new to it. Suspiria, she's got a very small role in it um, in the opening of the film. And Let Me In, she's more of like the protagonist in a way. And so she's, I, she's still a scream queen, but I wouldn't put her on, like, the same caliber of the, the actresses ahead of her so far True, in terms yeah. of, like, what the archetype of a scream queen yeah, is. Yeah, kind of like most of her horror movies, she's not really screaming. Exactly, yeah. But she's, she's still – she's uh, one of the best actors on the list, I think. Absolutely. Next up, we have my my childhood crush. Our – Our, our – I had – we, we both had posters of her. Oh, she had a bedroom. I would cut out Maxim magazine photos of her in, like, HM photos, and then I had photos of her in my locker – Jennifer Love Hewitt, who was in – she was the it girl for several years. She starred in – also starred in I Know What You Did Last Summer 1 and 2. Sarah Michelle Gellar died in the first one. I'm sorry. And then Jennifer Love Hewitt starred in both of them as like the lead uh, final girl. And then also she led the popular TV series Ghost Whisperer for several years, a horror TV show. Uh, She was like – she was great. I loved it. <laughs> she was great. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's man. like getting he's sweating over there thinking of her. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. She was fine as yeah, hell. We yeah. all know it. Oh, yeah. Jared for Love Hewitt. Whew. <laughs> Whew. My childhood coming back, rushing back. <laughs> Moving on to Heather Langenkamp, who is most well known for the nightmare on Elm Street franchise as well as Shocker. Just you know, an iconic actress in one of the best horror movies of all time. Yeah, in a lot of ways, she kind of is like the Laurie of the Freddy Krueger franchise. And Wes Craven even did like a spoof meta version of his own movies with um, New uh, New Nightmare, which is really fun. She plays, she plays the actor version of herself, mm-hmm. like a spoof of herself in the movie. Which is really fun. So she actually has a, a lot of credits in the Freddy Krueger franchise, and she is very much synonymous with it. And she she's great in the first one. She's the lead of that movie. Really carries that film outside of Robert Eglin. And then Angela Bassett is next on our Scream Queen list. Before she was a nominated, Oscar nominated actress in in the Mission Impossible franchise, as we all know, and many other great films. She was in Vampire in Brooklyn, Supernova, and uh, Critters. Four. I mean, who hasn't seen Critters? Four. It's my favorite Critters. <laughs> Vampire Brooklyn's great. It's Eddie Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> it's excellent. He's got like the the big hair, the big jerry curls. It's, it's, it's a great look. I love it. And um, next up on the list is Lynn Shea. You've probably seen her most recently in the Insidious franchise. She plays that like spiritual shaman lady. I can't remember her character's name, but she's also the teacher in A Nightmare on Elm Street. And then she's in the original Critters and she's in the grudge as well so a lot of res a lot of credits in the horror genre but i think that she's excellent in the insidious franchise and that's kind of been her bread and butter re- lately yeah she's yeah the older woman in the yeah. in that one right mm-hmm. um the uh telepath kind of yeah 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 what i said i was just trying to remember Moving on, I wasn't really listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> just
1: like God, that last time. <laughs> Next we have <laughs>
0: Samara Weaving, who was most recently in Ready or Not, a great horror film. Um was that Blumhouse or was that eight twenty-four? That was eight twenty-four. And then Ash vs the Evil Dead, Mayhem and the Babysitter. She's incredible in Ready or Not. That's such a fun horror movie. I've never seen anything like it. And we've been talking about her on, on recent episodes where she's going to blow up this year next year she's in babylon the new damien giselle com- movie coming out so look for her on future films because she's going to be a star excellent excellent actor next up we have oscar winner anna paquin she won her oscar for the the piano jane campion's film but she's actually one of the major stars of the trick-or-treat film which has become an iconic cult classic i believe it came out in 2006 this is a one of the early horror anthology films of the 2000s, really great movie. And then she also obviously plays Suki in Suki True Blood, which is a has which was a great horror TV show on HBO. I watched the first few seasons and loved it. And she's excellent in it. Yeah, True Blood's pretty cool. Sookie, next or oh, the last in the list. Last. Oh yeah. Oh no. Did we? Did you skip one? Yeah, you can do. You can do this one. Yeah, Anthony skipped, skipped it. it. Apparently, she, he does not lot like Sarah Paulson. <laughs> <laughs> don't on the say list. that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Anthony. I don't I I have my glasses on. It's pretty cool. My glasses. She's known for American Horror Story, American Gothic, Glass, Ratchet, as well as Bird Box. Yeah, and I wouldn't. I mean, Glass, I guess, is a horror movie because it's a sequel to Split. It's not really that scary. Uh, but American Horror Story, she, just like Emma Roberts she's been in every season and has really cool looking roles and has become uh, a a staple of the horror genre re- lately. Mhm. Yeah. Like a horror stable. <laughs> stable. Stable. A horror staple. Stable. And she also took on the role of Nurse Ratchet in the Ratchet TV series. One of the best like one of the scariest characters of all time in a lot yeah. of ways. <laughs> I mean I don't know I don't know how I know how I feel about a series being made about her. Eh, it's friggin' the way it is now. <laughs> it's 2022, man. <laughs> Everything's a TV show now. Moving on to our final scream queen, Marilyn Burns, who is Sally Hardesty in The Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the original final girl Anthony brought up earlier. Yeah, so she was the first instance of the final girl archetype. So she's uh It's the only horror movie she was in. Uh, but I think you have to put her on this list for that reason. Wow, what a great time! We love so many of these movies, so many of these actresses, so much talent, so much incredible screaming on camera. Like <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how I would be able to do it, but it's 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 such a draining performance. You could assume when being an actress or being someone in a horror movie and just constantly screaming the whole time or being attacked. Uh, I think that a lot of these female, a, a lot of these actresses did such an incredible job in these movies and some of them are our favorite movies of all time and i loved going through this entire list it was so fun yeah it was a great idea it was excellent i yeah. love this yeah. yeah um thanks so much for tuning in to raiders of the lost, lost podcast, podcast in our scream queen episode final girl episode become a patron at patreon.com slash raiders of the lost podcast for as little as two dollars that's it two bucks and you get a bonus pretty cool every week pretty cool plus so many other tiers with so many fun perks Thanks for tuning in, everyone, and stay tuned for more spooky season episodes. Spooky. Goodbye, everyone. This episode of Raiders of the Lost podcast was executive produced by our Chosen One patrons. Luke Exelston, Tyler McFly, Darren Singleton, Anthony DeMeo, John Gras, Becca Keen, Cody Moen, <laughs> Benjamin Cook, Calvin Cam, and Lauren Smertz. Raiders of the Lost podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.